0: Hello, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen here to tell you to listen to the Rough House podcast hosted by Christoph and Marty Housen. Christoph Housen. Yes, very good. You both got the Housen in there. Anyways, have a nice time. Love that, Dan Housen. Listen to this podcast. It's very nice, very evil. The Rough House podcast, Housen. Dan Housen is so powerful. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst.
1: This is the Rough House podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House podcast episode number 244 for September the 12th wow. 2021 I am Marty
2: and I'm Christoph, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, appreciate uh, we actually have a couple new uh, Patreon friends who have signed up in the oh, past. Uh, couple weeks, so uh, appreciate you guys over there as well. Yeah. And um, you know, it's a it's an interesting time in the world of the ProRes. Very interesting. Much going on. It's you know, there's the, the palpable excitement happening. Um, but you know, not everything is uh, is peaches and gravy. So we'll uh, we'll break it down here. There's there's highs and lows, and you know, big grossing shows and uh, all kinds of other things in between.
1: Yeah, yeah, a, a whole bunch of craziness going on uh, all across the wrestling world. Uh, basically, the shot across the bu- uh, the bow of of pro wrestling was. All out on Sunday. Uh, we Aye. did a full episode on Monday mm-hmm. uh, covering the entire show and, and some of the fallout for it. And that is exclusive oh. to our patrons. So that's right. If you wanted to hear those thoughts, drop two bucks. You can check it out. Uh, it's it's a great value, folks.
2: Two uh, bucks, guys. I mean, that's less than anything else you'd ever buy. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's Inflation less than it... these days. Oy. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. Two two Come
1: bucks. On. Go to your boys. Come on. two um, bucks. But uh, one of the key things I said as we were wrapping up that show was, can WWE respond in a way that will basically grab the interest of the pro wrestling fan in 2021? Uh, Can they do something?
2: That now, you mean will... pro wrestling fan or sports entertainment fan?
1: Yeah, fair point. But can can they do something to shake up their program, grab gotcha. people by the balls and say, we are WWE? <clears throat> they did not. <laughs> not. Not in the least. Uh, great news, folks. Randy Orton's challenging for the world title at Extreme Rules against Bobby Lashley. And oh, Bobby. Charlotte is defending the women's title against Alexa Bliss. And okay. They're running a tag team title match where RK bro are defending against Bobby Lashley, an MVP, who ended up winning a tag team gauntlet.
2: Wait, the- on Extreme Rules? No, no, no. no. This is going to be oh. on Raw. Okay. As a All build up right. to the Extreme Rules gotcha, match. Gosh, gotcha. gosh, I was going to say, yeah, Randy Orton ain't uh, doing double duty these days. No. Guys. Oh, God, no.
1: Oh, God, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I mean... Hey, uh, SmackDown wasn't Madison Square Garden. It was probably the most exciting the product has felt since they've returned to fans. Okay, but at the same time, uh, they cut people due to time issues. They spent a good half the episode, th- you know, uh, recounting nine eleven, uh, which always awkward. They had uh, a stretcher angle where where Edge was taken out with a curb stomp by seth rollins and of course the renouncers had to do their this is very serious voice
2: uh, the owen um, hart voice as yes it's, uh, as it's been known
1: but hey the demon came back and that's gonna be your
2: to um, be fed to roman reigns yeah,
1: that's gonna be your yeah. your extreme rules universal okay. title match the demon against roman reigns
2: so so are they are they saving brock for survivor series then Hell in a cell? Don't My don't.
1: understanding, and granted this could shift, is that they are saving Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania next year.
2: So that's uh seven months away? Yeah. yeah. Half a year. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't he he was on SmackDown, yes? He was on SmackDown. He he did, you know, chase up
1: uh Roman, he did take out both the usos it's a whole thing with you know paul Heyman. Heyman torn yeah. between two lovers feeling like a fool but uh yeah i my my understanding as of september 12th 2021 is it's going to be roman versus brock at one of the two nights of wrestlemania and dallas
2: okay it's the Jerry Dome again, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. They're doing
2: yeah. two nights in one of the biggest indoor stadiums in, in in the country.
1: Yes, exactly. Cool.
2: All right, good luck with that, guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's the new normal. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. As as uh, as a fan, I would much rather watch two three and a half hour shows than one seven hour show.
2: It's not going to be three and a half hours, though. <laughs> it's
1: going to be at least four and a half. <laughs> well, uh, if you if you looked at how they handled. Uh, Mania at uh, Orlando this year. That was three and a half. Hell, I think they barely even hit three and a half. I think it was more it was like Tampa. Change. I think was it Tampa? Where wherever so. they were.
2: Yeah. yeah. Either way, the, uh, the Florida... were they that short? Uh, it seemed like it, they they felt like they were going to be short, but then ended up being okay. Let's fucking go. <laughs> maybe that's just my general distaste of WWE in 2021. That that could have been right. uh, skewering my my hindsight. But
1: that's, uh, that that's where we're at with WWE right now. Skewing? It's
2: it, scarying.
1: I, I, I was definitely hoping there would be some some more moving and shaking, <clears throat> because as any wrestling fan knows, the be- the time that Vince McMahon is at his best is when he's trying to prove something.
2: Well, historically speaking,
1: historically. And
2: I guess maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to prove anything right now. I mean, honestly, it, it, try and put yourself in the mind of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. Okay, which I know is uh, a tall order. Yeah. H- hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me yeah. get in there. Tra- trans- transport see. yourself. Let me just. No chance. That's just... what you got. Vince No, is that right? No, uh, no, not not oh. quite there. I mean, I think his brain has atrophied uh, significantly <laughs> over the decades. I'm not quite sure he's there yet. No? Um okay. but I, I I don't think he thinks he has anything to prove. He made WWE the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. I mean, you know, it's their own uh, terminology, but it's it's true.
0: The revolutionary force in
2: sports entertainment. That that. too. I mean, you know, but in in Vince's mind, Mm -hmm. I would imagine AEW doesn't really uh, place. I mean, sure, they've taken a bunch of his guys, um, but I, I really don't think in his heart of hearts, his soul of souls, his atrophied brain of atrophied brains that, that he thinks that they're any kind of uh, of, of, legit competition. I think Vince, you know, maybe, and again, it's all speculation. What the fuck do I know? Right. Um, yeah, I'm just some fucking dork in his basement on a internet purchase microphone. But, um, you know, I think maybe he sees that he will not live forever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, after his, uh, three hour nights of uh, sleep, is a, his hip is like ah oh, fuck, god yeah. damn it! <laughs> Pop back into socket, you son, son of a bitch. bitch. Um, you know, maybe he's sneezing more and he's thinking of offing himself because that's just the ultimate sign of weakness. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what he's <laughs> wow. thinking, but oh, I grim. think that um he he's established his company as the top, and maybe they're trimming it down for sale so that he can uh. I don't know. I I, I don't know if I ever see Vince McMahon retiring, Um, but maybe that's maybe that's the case. Maybe, you know, he doesn't feel like being reactionary because he's still so far ahead, essentially. Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
1: well, well, we shall see. I will say as a positive and uh, I I must issue a correction uh, as a positive. They have five
2: matches announced for RAW this week. Okay, so the next time we record, we will go back and see how many of those five matches that have been announced as of today will actually occur.
1: And one of them is actually a change to the 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 uh, previously announced tag team title match. Okay, between RKO <laughs> and uh, the former Hurt Business team of Bobby Lashley and MVP. Okay, I guess this is because they are scared shitless about the debut of Monday Night Football. Hmm. But they are running Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship against Randy Orton on Raw on Monday.
2: So it'll be a dusty finish, and they'll still do it for the pay-per-view. Oh,
1: undoubtedly. I mean, undoubtedly. Yeah. But they're also going to have a non-title Baby match. Brother. Charlotte Flair against Shayna Baszler. Damian Priest doing a U.S. Championship Open Challenge. The uh, okay. uh, eight-man tag of Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Mustafa Ali, and Mansoor against AJ Styles, Omos, Mace, and T-Bar. Oh
2: god, that sentence really fucking kills me inside.
1: Yes. And uh, Rhea <laughs> Ripley versus
2: Natalia. <clears throat> Rhea Ripley versus who? I'm sorry, I caught. Natalia. Natalia. Okay, all right. Uh okay. Who who are the uh women's tag team champions currently, do you know? Uh I believe it's
1: still Natalia and Tamina.
2: Wow. Since WrestleMania? Yeah. Or the or right after WrestleMania. Yeah. The night after WrestleMania, yeah, 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 I think it exactly. was.
1: The, the, the SmackDown <laughs> after.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. What's Shayna Baszler been up to recently? She's uh, still being uh, haunted by the uh, little ghost uh, child demon. Not, not anymore. That, that's now no, Charlotte's thing. That's over. Thing. Um, that's okay. All right.
1: To the point where uh, cool. she no-sold it on uh, on Monday. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know what? Do you think Charlotte is like just coasting by at this point mentally in WWE? <sighs>
1: It's really hard to say. Um, you know, she she definitely has been faced with more uh, fan adversity than she yeah. has in prior years. Um, she's basically getting the "lol Cena wins" treatment from the average <laughs> fan. Um, and creative, and, and I will, yeah, and I I will say having her character build up a match with Alexa Bliss by no selling Alexa Bliss's entire past year. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't bode well for a uh,
2: little Miss Bliss.
1: No, it does not. It does not. I mean, this is the same shit that killed the fiend, and uh, ultimately
2: killed the career of Bray Wyatt. Um, well, maybe that's the intention. I mean, this is <laughs> this is knows? like it or not. This is a continuation of the fiend storyline without True. the fiend. True. Because this uh, all started with him, and he's he's gone bye bye now. It's just very very weird. It's it's a, it's very strange. Well, um. Let me ask you this then. Do you think there's a chance that whenever Charlotte's contract is up, I'm not sure exactly when that is. Sure. Do you think she gives a look, gives a, you know, has a, has, has a Andrade El Manny boyfriend, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. give, uh, give TK the number to, to, to holler?
1: Well, when you look at it as uh, Andrade is there. Mm-hmm. And her father is friends with the guy who runs the company, because apparently mm-hmm. Tony Khan had been friends even before AEW was a thing. Yeah. Um, and also, if I'm anyone that is a free agent, which we'll transition to in just a moment, some conversation yeah. about some other free agents that are soon to be free agents that are out there. Um, I I would be stupid to not at least have a phone call. Right. Yeah and, yeah, and I would say that's true of anybody. Like, even if you're in AEW, because everybody was signed to three-year deals with back-end options, mm-hmm. like that that initial group. I don't care who you are. You, you, you know, Darby Allin, uh, for example, is a guy who would n- – I love the guy. He's never going to go anywhere in WWE. At the no. same time, I would say it would behoove him to have a phone call with John Laurinaitis and just find out what number they want to throw at him.
2: Hey, kid, how many skateboards you want on your back end? <laughs> that sounded dirtier than I meant to. Honestly, I didn't mean that.
1: <laughs> but, like, I'm just saying, you know, that that is that is a conversation that you would be dumb not to have. Because even if you're going to sign with Tony, coming to Tony and say, look, they're, they're off me 1.5. Yeah. Even if that you- bumps you from, like, 600 to 1, it's worth it.
2: Yeah, and you know, do you? All right, here's the next question. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the obvious answer is Tony Khan would love to have Charlotte in AEW. That why kinda, wouldn't you? She, yeah, it, it, she's uh, you know it, it, everything. It, it's like
1: her and her <laughs> Sasha and Becky and Bailey. Uh, yeah. You know, the four horsewomen yeah. are the women of note in professional wrestling
2: of this generation. Yeah, I mean Britt Baker's making a name for herself. Totally. But, but I, I think an average that level. fan. Yeah. She yeah. is
1: beneath them. No sure. offense to Britt. Love Britt. Think she's yeah. out of this world and is and is building her name right now.
2: Well yeah, she hasn't been on the national scene half as long as, as the other four have. Exactly. So here's here's the question I pose to you then. Do you want to see Charlotte Flair in AEW?
1: Personally? No. Yeah. Because okay. Charlotte for me has always been the least interesting of the four horsewomen. At the same time, I could see it an inherent value in having her on the program. Sure. She's part of the Flair legacy, she's got the established relationship with Andrade, she is for better or worse a known quantity in professional wrestling and it could be more eyeballs. But I do think there needs to be a very real discussion for AEW of how many more people do you sign yeah. at, you know, these increased rates because we undoubtedly, you know, Punk's making a few mil a year. Brian's making a few mil a year. Cole's oh got to be God. making at least a mill. Yeah. Jericho's making a few mil. I mean- I know a e w unlike w w e is coming into this under the idea of we're a sports company, fifty percent of our money should go towards contracts right, so ultimately they're gonna have a higher salary cap per what they're making than anyone else, yeah, but at the same time you know how how many more of these acquisitions do you need, which leads to the word this week about two key contracts that are coming up. In WWE, okay, Sami Zayn is done by the end of the year, Mm. and as it turns out, Kevin Owens' his deal was restructured two falls ago when AEW came on uh, came aboard when they were doing the whole "let's pay everybody more money so no one leaves." Yeah, when it happened, Owens' deal was shortened.
2: He was supposed to be
1: there until twenty twenty three. He's
2: a free agent as of January. Wow. See, I'm of I'm of two mindsets here. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's the fan in me that wants to see those two guys, you know, go to AEW. Basically, AEW is is is, is aiming to be Ring of Honor from 2000, what six? Yeah, or, or PWG
1: <laughs> it, from 2010, or, yeah, or you right. know, wh- whatever era you want to look at of these guys. I mean. Steen, to me, is a, a perfect example of a guy like, okay, so looking at the list of people who are upper mid-card and up in WWE, mm-hmm. if you got like a Roman in AEW, that is square peg
2: around hole. Yeah, it moves the needle. It but moves the it's, needle. It's, but, it's not, yeah. yeah it, it He's a sports entertainer through and through. Exactly. A guy like...
1: Owens has the credibility, has uh-huh. the history, but uh-huh. most importantly he has that John Moxley thing of he never really got to be himself. Like Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Owens went way farther in WWE and has gone way farther in WWE than I ever anticipated.
2: It's true. It is. is It is. It's refreshingly shocking how yeah. far and how much he had has been able to accomplish. But you know, aside from his NXT run where he was pretty dominant for a while, um, it it's been a lot of start stop with him. Exactly, and and and, court, that's, and being fed to Goldberg and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and and that's why I think signing someone like him would make sense for AEW. <clears throat> And you could say the same for Sami Zayn. Although Sami Zayn may not get signed, he may go to his friend who retired a few years ago, El Generico, and offer him a contract.
2: We'll, right? We'll yeah. See. I mean, he's been helping so many orphans in Mexico that yeah. maybe you know that that gets you know your your karmic tank gets full, and then you're like, okay, I need to go kick some people's faces in after a while. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and if you happen. don't think Shop AEW is ready and willing to sell thousands of Generico masks, like yeah. you're kidding yourself. Um, so those are two guys where if AEW can balance the budget and the show to bring them on, I would get them. But I I do think we are reaching a point as a whole with AEW where any additional high level acquisitions will fuck up the balance of that show. Incredibly so.
2: Yeah. Yeah. To the point where. And I know this is, I don't even know if I want to say this, but I feel like it's to a point where maybe, and maybe Tony's already thinking this, that maybe there needs to be two different rosters. Maybe there needs to be like a SmackDown and a Raw. There needs to be a Dynamite. And maybe if Rampage gets an an extra hour, because, you know, it's doing pretty well. We'll yeah. curious to see how this Friday's weakest show of the lot uh, pans yeah. out in the ratings. But, you know... If they do another show of the week uh, and do a different kind of brand split, where you can, you know, have a lot of main event talent and still have room on the national TV uh, program to to push and and formulate and and mold this new this new batch of of you know soon to be main eventers, right? Then maybe that's that's the option. I'm not sure a one hour rampage show, which. Is especially when they're not live is just really choppy and super edited and and trying to cram so much in, it, it's not really super conducive to that.
1: Yeah, no no disagreement here. It's it's definitely a an, an odd duck of a show. I I will say I liked uh you know we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about rampage. We'll, yeah, we, yeah, we we will get there before we get to the AEW side of the show. I did want to jump real quick into uh our our former favorite love. In pro wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be New Japan Pro Wrestling. Very, very big week for New Japan, at least in terms of US announcements and the planning for the G1 Climax 31. So, uh, a bunch of acquisitions uh, have been thrown into the mix. For the U.S. shows, Um, Mm -hmm. we're going to be seeing uh, Suzuki and Archer team up, which uh, apparently we're also going to be seeing in AEW. Um, But uh, Jake Atlas, formerly of NXT, Alex Zane, formerly of NXT, and Chris Bay of Impact have all been added to the Philadelphia shows next month. Um, So some very, very cool pickups there. I mean, honestly, looking at the roster for the October tapings, they sound pretty fucking good because they got Osprey yeah. on there now, which is a, uh, you know, that dude's a gigantic fuckhead, but um, he's, he's certainly a, he's a, a joy to watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those shows it's are getting more head. and more packed and you got Osprey teasing because uh, in two weeks uh, there's going to be the Texas tapings uh, mm-hmm. that he's going to bring <clears throat> a buddy. Yeah.
2: Capital B on buddy.
1: Wink, 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 wink. Uh, to the show. Uh, so I I guess we're we're gonna see Buddy Murphy getting a New Japan U.S. shot.
2: It's funny because those two are kind of a perfect pair due to um you know being young, being super talented athletically, and not knowing how to Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and, uh, and they fit in really, really well. Uh, I don't know if we did we this on the show. I don't think we did. Um, the day in case you missed it, uh, friends in OG five thirty eight out there, <laughs> old, uh, <laughs> buddy Murphy who was calling, what's he calling himself now? I don't even uh, remember. Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matt, which I guess is his real last name. I don't know. Uh, um, so well, it was really day, his, his Matthew something. So, well, okay, Matthew. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. Um, so the day his, uh, non-compete was over, he tweeted, <laughs> Uh, out a photo of um, somebody who was uh captured uh, uh chains being being broken open uh, which clearly uh had some slavery undertones to the yes. photo yes uh, very tone deaf uh, uh choice there which yeah. apparently it was the first, um, you know, you search the for Google
1: image search for freedom, yes, for the,
2: freedom, yeah, and, the and it's the breaking hit. of the chains. It's the first one, and then he changed it. He did the same search, and the second one was like a bird flying out of a cage. <laughs> uh, so that's all. He, that's all He Google searched He just took the Fair. first two uh, yeah. images, did not credit where the images came from either. So no, of course so, not.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, that's the standard thing for someone sharing something on Twitter. Why, why would you say where the image came from? I mean, it takes two seconds to do a reverse Google image search and, yeah. you know, properly credit the creator. But, you know, I mean, who does that? I mean, come on. I, yeah, yeah, he's
2: he's maybe taking a couple too many. Uh, I don't know. Knees to the head. By well, the way, a...
1: I, I looked it up. Uh, Buddy Murphy's real name is Matthew Adams. And I actually think that's a decent wrestling name. Matt Adams. Matt Adams. Matt,
2: Matt Adams. Matt, Matt Adams. Adams
1: yeah i i think it's got a good got a good punch to it
2: yeah exactly <laughs> give, give him a heel stable the adams family come on um, <laughs> getting, anybody's getting the rice of the adams family <laughs> i mean look la
1: familia if, de adams if, uh, you you aren't you aren't turning me away from this idea uh so we have the full lineup Braun of one yeah <laughs> yeah, the full lineup of the G1 Climax, it, it, it's out there. It starts uh, next weekend, September 18th, goes all the way through October 20th. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, and look, there there are some very, very, very good matches. I mean, sure. opening night, Shingo versus Tamahiro Ishii kicking off or, or main eventing nice. the show. Night two tana okada round like nine
2: yeah okay
1: uh you know nothing nothing to cry out what i will say is taking a look at the lineups it's very clear that uh um who will and who will not be uh in point contention uh when you look at those last shows because ishi's last match on the 18th is against toro yano we are not (laughs) getting a g1 ishi run um uh, by uh, you know, by the other hand, uh Ibushi is going against Kenta on that show. So Ooh. probably uh, Ibushi in in the uh, top rungs
2: there. Uh, and I think Kenta might have a good G one here. Uh, I hope so. Uh,
1: Kenta yeah. really could use to to have that. Uh, the October twentieth finals for uh, the B block Okada versus Jeff Cobb. Again, Hell yeah. very yeah. clear that these are guys that are going to be in. Uh, right contention for winning the block yeah. um and honestly jeff cobb could be a sleeper winner of this thing uh, i hope he if is not he going to the finals awesome. you know uh that that guy has busted his ass this year and, and they've certainly done a lot to try to make him you know uh, a top tier <clears> talent in the company because he's one of like two foreign players that are willing to do the uh the full quarantine and, and hang out
2: yeah yeah, so. and he's a fucking beast. So give yes. me Shingo versus Cobb in the uh, finals. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll I'll man. This really pains me to say let Cobb win to set up Cobb versus Shingo at uh, Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Uh, no disagreement here. Uh, but one thing that I think will be also <clears> worth taking a look at as we build towards Wrestle Kingdom, the th- first three night <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom, uh, uh, which is being done for the 50th anniversary of New Japan. So I kind of get it. Uh, Hopefully, it's the first and only three-night Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Someone was talking shit about Will Ospreay on Twitter this week that I don't think any of us foresaw, and that would be (laughs) Kenny Omega. Yeah. To and including making fun of his fake-ass championship. (laughs) My galaxy brain of booking here, ladies and gentlemen, is that at some point in the U.S., heading towards January, we will get... Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega because Kenny wants to collect that fake belt. And yeah, let's go. I'm just saying, a great main event for Wrestle Kingdom Night 3 would be Omega with the fake belt versus Ibushi with the real belt, trying to merge those together. Be a hell yeah. of a story, folks.
2: I mean, that would mean that Shingo would have to lose said real belt.
1: True. True. <laughs> I mean, hell-
2: I would take Shingo Omega.
1: Just oh, my God. Fucking just, saying. Yes, just saying. But yeah. I, I also recognize they may just be talking up a match that will never happen because I, I, I know that the whole – I was listening to Wrestling Observer Radio this morning while running errands and right now because of what's going on in AEW, we may not have a clear path to what we thought was going to be Omega Page – Mm -hmm. Some things may be switching up on us. And, Hmm. you know, you do have to kind of ask Omega versus Brian, Omega versus Punk, which are clearly directions they're going to head in. Are those matches better or worse with the world title in the mix? Like basically if Paige wins the belt, does he become an also ran when you run these matches on the same pay-per-view?
2: Yeah, it's, ah, man, it's tough. You may have to, like, separate them, you know, in, on the card, you know, have the cooler match or, you know, maybe not with QT Marshall, please. But, yeah, yeah, um... please, God, no. Yeah, it, it, and then I saw the whole... It's been all over Wrestling Twitter the past couple of days is whether or not feuds like that do need a championship involved. And I get Dave's argument, Uncle Dave's argument that, you know, that... If if you don't have the title involved in that, then it makes it devalues the championship. Uh, I, I I don't I'm not sure I 100 percent agree. That's kind of a, an old school way of thinking about it. Yeah, but you know, Tony Khan also loves the old school. <laughs> so very, very true. Uh, I don't I don't know, but he also has a really good mind for for innovation and doing doing different things. So I I, I don't know what the answer to that question is. I think I don't know. Maybe you can. You can have awesome separate feuds without a title. I, I I don't I don't know. But also, I would like to see you know those guys fight for a title. I, I'm, I'm torn. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's not an easy it's not an easy pick. And before we go into our coverage of of all things AEW this week, uh, we'll break down Dynamite and Rampage. One. And throw out a quick programming note. And apologies, I meant to say it uh, at the top oh, of the yeah. show. Uh, Next week, uh, the episode we typically record on the 19th, uh, released on the 20th, um, although early access to patrons in case, again, you wanted another reason to throw us at least two bucks a month. Um, Our boy Chris is going on vacation for the first
2: time in like two years. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, next week, uh, no shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're <no, laughs> going no to no visit some friends in San Diego, uh, yes. which uh, is Spanish for whale's vagina. I-
1: indeed it is. Uh, so we are, we are taking a brief one-week reprieve. Sorry. But we will uh, be back for uh, the 26th, 27th release. So uh, yeah. hopefully nothing too crazy happens while we're gone. It'll be a pent-up release if it goes. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> but may, who knows? Maybe big things will happen. I'll get to hit this button again. Here we go again. We'll see. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably should have uh, thrown that out when you're talking about Kevin uh, Kevin Owens and Sam. Nah,
2: it's, right? it's all scuttlebutt at this point.
1: Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Although, okay, AEW Dynamite and Rampage both were from Cincinnati, Ohio. It was a taped episode of Rampage taped right after Dynamite live show of Dynamite with Alex Scalibur in the booth, which meant already it was kind of a
2: harder show to watch. Um... (laughs) Uh, I really did miss Excalibur. Yeah, but I really loved having Taz there. <laughs> yes, yeah, and and, and
1: Taz gave us one of the best moments of the night, uh, which which we will get into. But yeah, Excalibur uh, off due to getting married. So uh, hey, good luck to you, Excalibur. And there, I, I think they even were joking about it on commentary on Rampage. There better be some wedding photos and masks. That's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah. that's all we need. But the show kicked off with a shockingly long and brutally violent match between Malachi Black and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, man.
2: Dustin put some fucking work in here. He,
1: he really did. This was the most back and forth match we've had for Malachi uh, since he debuted in AEW. And uh, Dustin got the shit kicked out of him, including a back suplex through the timekeeper's table that mm-hmm. looked absolutely brutal um I, I i thought it was very very good uh you know there was some good hard way blood from the mouth of uh dustin rhodes really the only gripe i had with the match was the uh black mass kick uh it kind of whiffed
2: yeah it didn't uh didn't really hit flush uh, yeah or uh, hit at all dustin uh. <laughs> the tallest guy that uh Uh, I almost said
1: Alistair Black. Malachi Black's had to hit with it since uh, debuting in AEW. He got his shoulder real good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I also feel like maybe Dustin got himself out of position because he kind of stumbled out of the corner after hitting the turnbuckle and then the kick happened. So I feel like maybe... Had he kind of stayed where he was, it may have hit flush. But you know, that aside, they can make the uh, other angles of that happen and 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 work out well. But uh, but yeah, I I did enjoy the match. You know, continued the story that is, I guess, building towards. Uh, they announced the rematch, the return of Cody Rhodes to the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium on the twenty second of September yeah. uh, to tr- try and avenge his loss to Malachi Black.
1: Oh man, we're gonna get. To- talk about when you get back we get to talk about the big uh arthur ash stadium show that's gonna be yeah nice. yeah yeah yeah, yeah nice um then we had two quick video promos this was a the theme through the night i don't know if this is because um tony khan uses a lot of outer all or what but uh the this focus of this show on wednesday was literally we're setting up every storyline <laughs> like it was crazy. I, I I did love the use of these pre-taped dueling promos mixed with uh, highlights from the pay-per-view, yeah. where it was like establishing where people are going next, if they still have issues, what those are, uh, who they intend to go after next. Like it was it was different, but yeah, it made a two-hour show feel even more jam jam-packed than usual.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a frenetic energy happening over there. Uh, you know, maybe somebody does need to let Tony Khan sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a little bit, just a little just bit. I mean, look, he's he's in the heat of uh, football season and yeah. football season. Yeah. So yes. you know, uh, I, I'm I'm sure he's burning all the midnight midnight oil because also he decided, fuck it, I'm going to tape multiple weeks of AEW Dark at Universal Studios. And that's that's what happened yesterday. Uh, So, you know, dude's doing everything Uh, on the other side of it, though, though, we had these rapid fire promos that promoted things like what the Lucha Bros are doing next. Now that they're tag champions, the continuation of the Miro Eddie Kingston feud, uh, what's happening with all of the women who were in the battle royal. We had a lengthy kind of. Just let's hang out and have a good time with the crowd promo from CM Punk.
2: He was almost like the AEW hype man for yes. for a little bit there. It was, you know. Yeah. Look, he's excited. The crowd was excited to hear him. They were feeding off every word he was saying. It worked, um, you know, and then the rest happened.
1: Yeah. Uh, so so Punk came out. Uh, he, he put over uh, Darby. He put over Sting. He thanked mm-hmm. the fans. He called wrestling a violent bicycle. Uh, which yeah. I thought was a good analogy. He even hyped up Brian Pillman's Junior's aunt Linda.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, he put her over real nice. He hyped up the main event with Mox yeah. and Suzuki. Yeah, and uh, he said the first person he talked to after the
1: match, he texted his wife April and said, "What's next?" So he would ask the crowd, "Who's next?" And you know the crowds yelling out names. Uh, You know, exactly what you expect. Omega, Adam Cole, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. When all of a sudden on commentary, Taz grabs a microphone. He says he's tired of all this BS love fest. He said, punk, you keep dropping names of Team Taz guys you want to face. Keep their names out of your mouth. Yeah. And, you know, Punk uh, uh, hopped on kind of the logical fallacy of, like, I, I never said it here. So, of course, I was like, it's not on social media. <laughs> you know, it's <and> just <laughs> yelling at him. So, uh, Hobbs and Hook come out, and uh, Punk said, you know, give me Hobbs, give me Hook, give me Starks. Let's do this. And more importantly, he said, they need to beat him if they can or survive if I let them. Ooh. Nice, nice little yeah. callback. And,. And uh, based on what some birdies have told us, there's nothing Taz hates more than someone else stepping on his gimmicks. So um, Yeah, yeah. Nice I mean, you think knife.
2: that was, uh, you think he gave him that to use, or you think he just did that on his own?
1: Um, well, I, I will say this. Considering he didn't, considering Taz did not spend the rest of the program absolutely motherfucking Taz, or, or rather punk, <laughs> punk, on commentary, yeah. they probably talked that out in advance. Uh, but I, I, I did like the throwback to the old uh, Taz ECW promos. It, was, it was, made me very, very happy, and Yeah, I'll take Punk versus Hobbs. I'll take Punk versus Starks. Uh, Give me Punk versus Hook. Let's go. Yeah, it'll bring us back. Let's do this.
2: Yes, that's (laughs) that's right. Man, when Hook eventually gets in there, he's either going to fall flat on his face or just be catapulted to internet stardom. (laughs) I mean, he's already kind of got the uh, wrestling Twitter on his, uh, you know, propping him up. Yeah, Uh, all over his jock the the weird hook subsection of Twitter is just it's it's fascinating.
1: <laughs> uh, Ruby Soho was backstage with Tony Schiavone talking about the casino battle royal. You know she, she doesn't want people to think she got lucky. So here comes Britt Baker and crew. Um, saying that, yeah, uh, uh, we got Britt, we got Reba, we got Jamie Hader. Oh, um, God, And uh, Soho reminds Britt Baker that she helped her break into the business and uh, thinks that uh, Britt's got all these nicknames because it's it's a defense. And Britt said, hey, why don't you run back to catering just like you've been stuck in the past few (laughs) years, which sniper shot. Yeah, and right. Then, uh, <laughs> that was they, no
2: scoped, man, from yeah. across the map. <laughs> that was
1: just yeah, pow. you can tell she's been waiting to cut that line out. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they they saunter away, cackling as evil heels as they do. But Ruby Soho told Tony Schiavone, I know she's your girl, but I'm going to whoop her ass. The Not the first time that the – or not the only time uh, that the Tony Schiavone-Brick oh, Baker man. friendship came up. Tony had a rough night. Yes. <laughs> He's doing a lot of heavy lifting, too. We had Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin, a match they announced, I want to say, earlier that day. And yeah. uh, your boys were nerding out over text about it. Hell yeah. Um, because uh, I, I I think Hobbs got knocked a little loopy toward the end. But on the way there, this match fucking ruled.
2: Yeah, uh, I will say the absolute murder, uh, the assassination of Dante Martin by the coward powerhouse Hobbs uh, when he <laughs> caught the tope and then just yeeted him into the ring post was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> so good.
2: So it good. was like, fucking awesome.
1: Like, I, I I think it's fair to say it's been established. The two matches we really love here at the Roughhouse podcast are a flippy dudes doing all the flips and yeah. B. Big meaty man
2: bumping meat, The big E special. And then see the combination of the big beefy exactly. dude tossing around the little flippy guy.
1: Yes. that That is the one we don't get to talk about nearly enough. That, to mm-hmm. me, is wrestling perfection. Yes. Give me a big yes. meaty dude throwing down on a little guy, but the little – like, basically – Ray Mysterio Jr.'s career. (laughs) yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, (laughs) Give me
1: that at all times.
2: Please give me Shingo throwing around Darby Allen, you cowards. I mean, let's fucking go.
1: Uh, You know, uh, listeners of the show probably know I am friends with indie star Razorwing, formerly of Chikara. He Mm -hmm. posted on the Internet. uh, Hey, who on the Indies would you like to see me go against? I just ran down a bunch of big dudes that will beat the shit out of him <laughs> to point to the point where he DM me and said, hey, don't always throw those names out. They're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, I'm yes. sorry. I like big dude, little dude. It's fun. Yes. yes. <laughs> that said him, Chris Dickinson, let's make it happen. Come well, on. Let's, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Dan Lambert was in the stands yelling, uh, yelling about millennials with uh, the men of the year.
2: Yeah, this is getting a little uh, little tired for me. Um, I, I don't think the men of the year needed him. I don't they know don't. Wh- wh- I don't know what this thing is, is leading to. I don't, I don't, that, I don't get that's it. That's the problem. That is the exact
1: problem. On a show where you don't give me fucking Kaze Ninare on TNT. The fact that we had this lengthy promo, Dan Lambert is a fucking great promo. Granted, yeah, I cannot take anything away from him. He he, people had said for years, oh, you know, I know Jim Cornette shits on AEW, but like if he ever got signed, we would cut some great promos. Awesome, Dan Lambert's doing it and is at least let's call it twenty percent less problematic. Right, he's cutting these great promos. He's cutting promos of a lifetime. Who the fuck are they going against?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I had. I wish I had some inkling. Uh And I wish you know, let the men of the year fucking do something. Like instead of just yeah. stand there and, and look I like love a Scorpius GQ Sky. I
1: love Ethan Page as a duo. I think they're fucking great. But they haven't done anything since Ethan Page lost the coffin match.
2: What now? Two months ago to Darby Allen. Yeah, it's been. A, I mean, because. Was that after he lost the title? Yeah, it was after he lost the title. Yeah. but still, yeah, it, it, it's been it's been a hot minute. I don't know. Feed him, you know, feed him some, uh, feed him the varsity blondes or something. Feed him uh, the varsity know.
1: blondes. Feed him uh, members of the dark order to under to continue oh. to underline that they're not working out great. Like, yeah, we'll fucking something because I like these guys. I think they are a great pairing. Them with Dan Dan Lambert, mm-hmm. but there's no direction. And on yeah. a show that was filled with direction, 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 direction. Why the fuck this took up five minutes? I have no idea. I got nothing. Anyway, that 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 is my biggest complaint from the show. Okay. Great promo in terms of execution, but it went nowhere.
2: And and it, you know, it prevented you from hearing Kazaninare yes, on exactly, the Turner Network. The yeah. Fucking
1: bullshit. <laughs> MJF came out and had the most heel heatiest of heel heat promos you'll ever see.
2: By God, man, he really did not fucking hold back.
1: (laughs) No, no, that that was I don't know what the conversation was. That might have been MJF going. All right, look, I put over Jarek on Sunday. Let me go out there and just make every
2: single person in this arena hate me. Yeah, well, mission accomplished, Max. I mean, he really fucking – he really laid in. uh, He he laid (laughs) in in every possible way, Uh, whether calling
1: uh, Melanie Pillman methody, Mm -hmm. uh, saying that Pillman's mother should have swallowed, Mm -hmm. or as he got cut off, saying that Pillman should have been a book punch. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Man. Yelled at Brian Pillman's daughter, yelled at Aunt Linda. And my favorite bit was how he called everything in the Midwest mid.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty great. He went a little blue on that uh, on that promo there. But man, did it did it did it fucking hit right? Yes. Uh, You know. I can't say on paper Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF does a lot for me. No. Aside from give MJ Aves, MJF his groove back, um, yeah. so you yeah. know I'm cool with that. Brian Pillman uh,
1: Jr. as Tay Diggs is not something I expected as an analogy to come out of the show, <laughs> but that's where we are.
2: <laughs> yeah, and here here we are, and it'll happen in uh, in dirty dirty Jersey, no New York. That's yeah, the one yeah, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's part Ash, of the right? uh, Arthur yeah. Ashe show. The most interesting thing to
1: me on this segment though was this was probably the closest
2: we've seen to the uh Wardlow face turn. Oh yeah. No. I mean MJF over the course of the past couple of years has occasionally talked shit to Wardlow on Mike on air about yes. some things he has or hasn't done or hasn't been yeah. able to accomplish but this was full on where the fuck were you bro? Exactly. Uh, exactly. And Wardlow kind of gave that look like this motherfucker really you gonna talk to me like that and also
1: (laughs) there was a moment or two where brian Pillman was beating the shell at mjf where he's like i'm gonna let this hang for a punch or two yeah all right now i'm gonna save my boy (laughs) right yeah i i i really enjoyed that uh quite a bit um but yeah we are uh definitely building to this arthur ash show
2: well let me ask you does wardlow work as a baby face you think oh yeah oh yeah i think so
1: I think so. And, and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they do the face turn at Arthur Ashe.
2: That would be big. Yeah. Cause that would, uh,
1: they got to have some big things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out sort of my dream card as, as we, uh, okay. uh, get to the end of, of dynamite of, of things that I want to, uh, want to see out of that show. Um, Ruby Soho went one-on-one with Jamie Hader. Uh, this was fine. Uh, I feel like there was a little bit of ring rust on Ruby and I feel like there was a little bit of miscommunication um,
2: it was not great. Uh, not everything hit crisp. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think overall it worked. And I think not enough credit has been given towards those little thigh straps of Jamie Hader that really prop up her ass. <laughs> <laughs> My God Almighty! Uh, Wrestler of the week is those thigh straps of Jamie yeah. Hader uh, and the cameramen who really know the angles uh, of underneath to get to really prop up Jamie yeah. Hader's ass. Because you know that's uh, they're doing the Lord's work right there. Yeah, sorry, Uncle Dave. Down. Wrestler of the week
1: you. is not Penta and Phoenix.
2: It is yeah. Jamie Hader's well. <laughs> thigh straps. I mean, okay, female uh, wrestler wrestling accessory of the week. Well, that could <laughs> still go to their headdresses from their intro. God damn it, Penta and Phoenix. Why are you so awesome? Exactly. But absent from the show.
1: We had a six-man awesome. tag of the pinnacle of Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, and Sean Spears going against Dark Order of Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and John Silver. This match was more a backdrop of the continued Dark Order is fine issue. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Order ends up losing losing to the pinnacle due to miscommunication and uh, everybody fought, uh, but Anand, Jay, and uh, Tay Conti are trying to be the voices of reason.
2: It's almost as if they need
1: a cowboy to lead them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, has – so it's it's been confirmed that Paige asked for this time off. Everybody, I don't know if Tony's ever explicitly said that it was because of a childbirth, but that's pretty much the widely yeah, uh, understood I, thing, right? He, he
1: um he did he, it, it's funny his answer because I watched back the 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 scrum. press scrum. yeah his answer about it was he didn't say specifically the reason why right uh, but he said you know I would have given them this time off
2: whenever it happened. So I, right. I think that's kind of the idea. So you you would think that maybe the Arthur Ashe show is when he would make a big return? Seems like a big uh He's supposed to be back in November because they're advertising oh, November. Him for the well
1: I I I will i I'm saying November because they were advertising him for uh the Virginia
2: uh debut. Oh well, right. Yeah. Which yeah, is in yeah. November.
1: Like the the image to promote yeah. it, much like that, the image of John Moxley indicating it was a, a dynamite Cincinnati. and rampage taping for Cincinnati. Yeah. The image was Hangman Page as a you know a, a double sure. taping. So I would assume he's going to be back October November, okay. but hard to say because also we don't know like
2: when she had the kid.
1: Has she had the kid? You know,
2: right? Like. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, the point of this is the whole Dark Order not getting along thing. I'm not in love with. Yeah. Um, but I get it. I mean, if that's that's clearly seems to be the direction in which they're heading. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's gotten it's gotten really physical really quickly.
1: Yes. I also feel like because the, I think it's the week yeah, it's the week is it this week or is it the week after Arthur Ashe where they're going to be in Rochester. I think it's the week after uh, okay. Arthur Ashe. I feel like because there's gonna be something in the air because that's where Brody's from. That's where Brody was supposed to debut. Yeah, debut. Yeah. Um, the I feel like we're gonna get some sort of angle that gets everybody unified. Hell, it might be because of minus one. And I know, I know, we kind of cringe at the involvement. Oh of minus no, one. my heart's.
2: Yeah, no, I'm yeah. for it.
1: But I, I, I think that because he minus one was at the tapings yesterday. Uh, oh, was he dark? Okay, um, so. I I I don't know. We 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 will see what happens. But kids um, getting those airline miles. <laughs> he, well, I think he lives in Florida. I think oh, the, I, I think the birdie leaf. Oh lives yeah, that makes Florida. sense. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 Anyway, Tolly Blanchard backstage, uh, saying he uh he still hates Sting. He <laughs> he absolutely hates Sting. Yeah. And he's not done with Sting. So we're getting Darby Allen versus Sean Spears next week them in the corners and at some point it'll be Tully versus Sting one
2: more time.
1: Let's go Tully. Let's yeah. fucking go.
2: I mean he strapped up his boots uh, a couple months ago for for a Trios match. He did. And he had so.
1: fucking hilariously awesome gear. So let's yeah,
2: Let's do it. Not as great as the the still photo of the stadium stampede of Tully just leaning against the bar with, with trunks and a jacket on was just – that is uh, – he's a, he's my gay sugar daddy right there. Like, yes. you know, yeah. come on, Tully. Slap my ass and buy me a drink.
1: Uh, random note from uh, Twitter as we're doing this. Did you know fucking Scott Norton is supposed to be uh, in Maryland next weekend? He's going to be on the MCW show. Oh, really? <laughs> fucking Scott Norton of all people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Anyway, uh, The Elite and uh, Adam Cole came out for uh, their big promo with Tony Schiavone. And Cole started off by saying that if you even look at Britt the wrong way, I will whoop your ass.
2: Yeah, and then, which I thought was really rich, he called uh, Tony Schiavone a nerd. Yes, This is the guy who plays online Uno, and you know part of the reason he left his old place of employment was because he couldn't play video games online. Oh,
1: that reminds me. We <laughs> didn't even cover nerd? that. We didn't even get to cover that. For those who did not hear, it came out this week what the WWE main roster pitch was for Adam Cole. Yeah. So phase one, lose Twitch. Yeah. You know, the number one thing that he said was kind of a key thing to him. Yeah. Lose Twitch. Two. He can't be called Adam Cole anymore because they have Michael Cole. So he's getting a new name. Yep. 3. He they wanted him to be the Leo Rush to Keith Lee's Bobby Lashley cuz Keith is going heel.
2: Yeah. Could they have made this an easier decision? Um wow. I don't know if they could have. I'm trying to think of what could be worse than that. Yeah. You we, know. They- <laughs> Throwing him under a mask and had him be the third member of Lucha House Party Here, or something.
1: Here's the idea. You become the first member of the suck
2: Vince McMahon's cock club. <laughs>
1: Live on Raw.
2: You filate me in Gorilla <laughs> with a camera right on me. Don't forget to look up. If you look if you don't look up, you're fired. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Need to see those those eyes. Yeah. <laughs> those pearly blues. Let's so, go. Uh, and so don't happy. forget to cradle my balls. All right. Cut they the hang balls. a little lower these days because I'm 90 fucking eight. But man, cut don't the forget balls, my balls. Work the shaft. I got some blue chew ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's make it happen.
1: Uh, Adam Cole cut his promo. One yeah. thing I noticed, don't know if you noticed this, he was talking about the elite and he said all the amazing people in the elite, Kenny Omega, Yeah. Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson,
2: crickets of the good brothers
1: <laughs> exactly uh he says he's once in a generation he's with the very best the elite is complete sorry marty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well
2: uh, i don't think anybody was expecting that to happen
1: next week adam cole is going to make his in-ring debut everyone will see how elite he is
2: and then i'll make did he say uh, against who i don't remember him saying he didn't say
1: who. who it got announced later
2: oh who is it
1: uh frankie kazarian oh, oh okay that makes sense
2: because yeah. yeah. of the the big
1: Elite scrum Hunter that happened. Thing. Yep. Yeah. The mill hunting thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Omega says that sounds like a cause for celebration, but you know what? I hate interruptions. <laughs> so here's <laughs> Which, Brian Danielson's know, entrance
2: music. That's that's the, equ- that's the equation of uh, introducing a cake to a pro wrestling ring. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> Omega uh, Omega cuts off Danielson before he could start talking. He sent away the rest of the elite, the elite invites Danielson into the ring. Omega snatches – Danielson snatches the microphone immediately from Omega, asks the fans if you want to see Brian Danielson fight Kenny Omega. He says, Omega is the best in the world, but he's afraid of me. Omega is not on my level. Mm-hmm. So – Omega goes to attack. It gets immediately turned into LaBelle lock. The elite all attack him. But like for three or four strikes, they're just like, fuck your shit. I'm holding on to this LaBelle lock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then outcome uh, Christian Cage, Frankie Kazarian, the Jurassic Express. It's a whole yep. big to do. Jungle Boy hits a dive on uh, to the elite. And uh, I think Marco Stunt got uh, yeeted L- onto the elite yeah. as well.
2: Luchasaurus tossed yeah. a... Tossed a Marco stunt onto the bucks. Yes.
1: Brandon Cutler got left in the ring. So he gets murdered by Brian
2: Danielson's <laughs> flying knee. Uh, so there was, there was the photo. I think, I think even Cutler posted the photo of like him surrounded by all members, uh, of Jurassic Express, Kazarian and, uh, and Christian. Yeah. And I want, I, I, just been too lazy to do it but i wanted to tweet out a photo of that next to the um the the young white girl surrounded by the yes uh, on the couch
1: <laughs> yeah the, on the couch justin schlegel's favorite meme yes yes yeah <laughs> um so it was announced uh well we'll talk about rampage it was announced for next week adam cole frankie kazarian jade cargill versus layla hirsch and Darby Allen versus Sean Spears with for the Arthur Ashe Stadium show, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black, and MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. I would like to formally propose uh, that we get a 10-man tag, the Elite versus Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, um, Kazarian. Kazarian, and Brian Danielson. So the first time that Omega and Danielson square off is technically at Arthur Ashe. I like it. I yeah. think
2: it's a good idea. Uh,
1: I will say also, quick spoiler for AEW Dark: um, that uh, Eddie Kingston mentioned that it's going to be him and Mox against Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki at Arthur Ashe.
2: Let's fucking go. Very,
1: very good. Uh, and then the main event of the show on Wednesday was John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh, they only got eight minutes, half of which was in Pitcher and picture because the show ran so late, and they cut Summer. off Kazeninara.
2: Yeah, I. To be fair, it has a really long intro. Like I was, you know, just waiting for it, waiting for it on on Sunday when he showed up. I'm like, yeah. God damn, this this really does take a long time to get to it. Yes, uh, but uh, Suzuki's eye got busted open in an awesome visual. Yeah. Including him
1: taking all of the blood coming from his eye and just rubbing it across his face because yep. he's crazy. Murder grandpa strikes again. Amazing. Uh, finish was a high angle paradigm shift. It looked more like a suplex because I think it was Mox a suplex. Yeah. I think Moxie's <laughs> trying to save his eye. I, I think that's what it was there. Um, okay. One, two, three. Moxie celebrates in the stands. Fans go home happy. Yep. And then that takes us to Friday. As we went to Rampage, again, taped from Cincinnati, kicked off with the match we were supposed to have an all-out, Pac versus Andrade El Idolo. This was a great match. This was the match that Andrade needed, but the finish was a fucking farting church.
2: Yeah, it was it was it was a turd uh, of a finish. Um, you know, this is the best. I mean, this is the second match, but <laughs> this is the best Andrade has looked uh, here. It, it just he it needed was,
1: this. He absolutely he did. He did
2: need this. it. It still. It took a while to get going because um, I think. I would imagine this was the exact same match they were going to have on pay-per-view. It had yes. kind of the setup of a pay-per-view match, not a TV match. Yeah. Um, and, and I
1: did love how – and again, talking about like them them messing with the format of the hour. Yeah. The way that they just like show starts, do during the ring, let's do the match. Like I, I, I really liked that.
2: Yeah. I mean it's a benefit of doing things – Taped that sure. you can, uh, you know, figure out how you need to time things and and get it one way or another. I feel like they um, did
1: that on an early Dynamite. It was like the Lucha
2: Bros and yeah. Jurassic Express during the the tag tournament, where yeah. it's just like that's how we're starting the show. Yeah, every now so. and then I, I, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. Uh, something I am opposed to though is the fucking double stomp off the top rope, man. <laughs> I've, this move it sucks. There's nothing good about this move. I mean it it just it takes me out of it because the person who's taking it has to lay there draped and also hold on to something yeah. to make this hat It just looks fucking stupid. Andrade busted his ass on the first one. Uh, you know, it, it just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Get rid of this fucking move, please. Thank you.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it, it's not great, but what was great was the Tornillo that, uh, Andrade mm. hit absolutely mm-hmm, gorgeous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also loved, there was a moment where Andrade got tossed into the rail and yeah. there were kids yeah. in the front row. And he broke. Could he broke character. It. He broke character. But it, to me, that like I feel like that might be an interesting character trait, be- because between that and uh, Andrade's reaction to the finish, which was yeah. Chavo running in with the iPad hitting Pac, Andrade is a villain, but he has morals and ethics. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, he, yeah, he'll he'll hit the rail, but he doesn't want to hurt kids. Yeah, He'll take the win in devious ways, but he doesn't want someone else being devious for him.
2: Yeah. If he's cheating for himself, that's different.
1: Yes. Now, of course, Chavo, he's a Guerrero. He's going to cheat all the way. Uh, But I think uh, Chavo getting the crap kicked out of him by uh, Andrade and then by the Lucha Bros tells me that uh, Ric Flair is popping up sooner way more than later. Uh, Okay. Tony Schiavone in the ring with Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, Darby calls out it's Spears. Heavily edited. Heavily edited. Also, absolutely buried Sean Spears. <laughs> Called exactly. him a generic piece of shit. Where's the lie? Yeah. Uh, but I, I was reminded there's uh, an old promo rule that Jericho mentioned in like one of his first books, because I only read like the f- first two, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, if you just shit on a guy, congratulations. You beat a guy who means nothing. So um, I'm not saying he's lying, but who that made no one look good.
2: Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: that We had a six-woman tag. Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander, and Riho against Britt Baker and the Gals. Uh, Britt Baker, yeah. Jimmy Hater, and Rebel. This match was really fucking fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a dream team right there of, of Stat, Ruby, and uh, Riho.
1: Yeah. They just randomly ended up getting paired in this group. I like that as a trio. Hell Yeah. I, I liked that a lot, and uh, it was a very, very fun match. Uh, Stat looked like a beast. Ruby looked great. Reho did a dive uh, off of Chris Statlander's shoulders, yeah, uh, and then Soho hit her finish on Rebel to get the pin. So the right person ate the pin. Uh, yeah, well,
2: just, she, she was going to do the dive onto Britt, but then yeah. Rebel covered Britt with herself and took the took the took yes. the move, yes, which <laughs> I, I liked as well. Which you know. Uh, eventually Rebel's going to have to turn on Brit? I mean <laughs> yeah you would, you would think you would think I don't know
1: then we had the uh, Mark Henry face-to-face interview with Max Caster and Brian Pillman Jr. Caster did good time uh, did, did you know good part for his time Brian Pillman Jr. cut basically every single 80s face promo uh, in the world
2: yeah it's it was super generic uh, I, I did not care for it um, yep. you know I feel like he needs to get his own personality. He just seems like, you know, a prototypical uh nineteen eighties wrestler to me. Yeah. yeah. Really this, nothing... this...
1: Brian Pillman Jr. is basically every single white meat baby face you've seen at your local indie. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like the yes. one thing he didn't do was come out to uh Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Like that's really the one <laughs> move that he didn't pull off. But hey, well I don't the... even think
2: Tony Khan was, would spring for that. <laughs> no, uh, no, very, that's, that's very pretty. Expensive.
1: expensive. Uh but Hey the uh the match itself
2: uh good fine enjoyable uh yeah i mean you know the 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 rap max caster's uh freestyle at the beginning was uh it was funny. Hit some uh hit some good ones on there. They're, you know, the nodding and, and winking to the fact that you're still uh, on thin ice, uh, yeah, with yeah. stuff he's saying, uh which yeah. I which I liked. Um I'm glad that I'm glad that he wasn't fired for that uh the, the statement he made a couple couple weeks ago to Julia Hart. So um so yeah. Yes indeed. And then of course
1: Brian Pillman wins. We get another big baby face win in Cincinnati and it's uh weird.
2: It's weird, uh, weird sending the people home happy with the hometown guy winning.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. uh, Tony Khan, uh, saying something late Friday night on Twitter. You know, the <laughs> yeah. last two shows ended up with uh, big, big hometown victories, but not every show will
2: end that way. And they'll be in New Jersey this week. Yeah, which means, you know, who is is MJF from Jersey? Is he, he from is. New York? He's, a, yeah, well, he. I,
1: I think he's legit from New Jersey, but Long Island is his uh, sure, payfabe, yeah, uh,
2: location. Nobody wants to be known from Jersey. Uh, no, sorry, no, Taz. God
1: no, God no. Uh, Isn't but,
2: Taz from Jersey too? Is it, am I wrong? No, on? no,
1: he's uh, he's Brooklyn, Red Hook.
2: He's bro- Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Hens Brother. Hook.
1: Um. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, should be a fun show on Wednesday, and uh, we'll see what they have planned for Dynamite on <sighs> oh, not Dynamite Rampage on Friday. Um all leading up to the big Arthur Ash show on the 22nd should be awesome
2: uh yeah that's uh here's here comes now he, normally one of us would have a joke mm-hmm. to finish the show yes but um, I got one yeah you got some <clears throat> Sean Spears
1: no! oh. <laughs>
0: The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at Roughhouse SGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse redos and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts subscribe motherfuckers this is the The rough house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronies and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with marty and my least favorite man on the planet christoph this episode of the rough house is brought to you by lance archer's new restaurant Everybody dines. That's right. When you walk through the front doors of Lance Archers, everybody dines. You're going to get just that the opportunity to dine. And if you happen to dine in Dash, you will die. Jake the Snake Roberts will grab you out front, pull you back inside, shove a crack pipe in your kid's mouth, piss in a bucket, as Lance Archer proceeds to tear you apart piece by piece. At Lance Archer's, everybody dines. I have everything. Try the tomahawk murderhawk steak, as well as the mohawk chicken tenders for the little kids. That's right. At Lance Archer's, everybody dines. You dine. I dine. We all dine. Everybody dines. At Lance Archer's, everybody dines.